think about it, right? Metal Gear Solid 2. You fight Vamp twice, and you can lethally kill him or non-lethally kill him, right? Yeah. Um, and, ev- and neither time he dies, but if you lethally kill him, both times he counts as a kill. So, is that multiple Vamps? Does he? Can ne- I tell you something? Sure. You actually touched on a very old Metal Gear fan theory that people were wondering uh, about and trying to... to, to like th- There was a theory that this would happen at MGS4. It didn't. Obviously, and you know, MGS4 had its own ideas for what was going on, but there was a fan theory for a while about Vamp and how he survived. Every time Vamp dies in MGS2, which is what twice? No, three times. Three times he dies in MGS2, right? Yeah, quote unquote dies. Every time he dies, he touches water immediately after and then comes back. And so the theory was it had something to do with water. So the first time he dies is when Raiden shoots him in the head. And he just, and, like, touched a puddle. Yeah, Fortune cries on him. His tear, <laughs> oh, you know, thought... tear lands, and, like, he okay. comes back. The next time is when you fight him in the filtration room, and he falls into the water, and then he comes back. And then the third time, you shoot him square in the forehead, or, you know, wherever, and he goes flying off into the ocean, and then he comes back again. So every time he touches water, and so like there was this theory that water was somehow related to his revival, and and you know of course it ended up just being nano machines, but <laughs> but there you go. There's your Metal Gear history. Hey, I'm Fingers. Yo, it's Apache Smash. Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. Yeah, well, you know, you you, you can pull that shit out of anywhere. Um, and the game <laughs> has so much opportunity to do it, right? Like, you could, Yeah. You do it all day. I mean, same same with Ocelot, right? I mean, he counts as a kill in Metal Gear Solid 1. Vamp also die? ran across water. So, like, there was a lot of, like, is it, like, what what is it about vampires and water and, like... Dude, there were so many conversations about this back in the day before MGS4 came out with people trying to figure this out. Like, that was the best. I know this seems so stupid in hindsight now, but, like, this was the lifeblood of the Metal Gear fandom for so many years, was trying to, like, figure out answers to weird things like this and and trying to find patterns and making sense of it because, you know, like, MGS1 had all these scientific explanations for things and, and, and... MGS2 got weirder with it, even though MGS1 really also was weird with it. And then, you know, like that's that's really what kept everything afloat for so long was just people trying to figure that stuff out. Yeah, it's fun, right? And it's like I feel like it's 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 harmless. And again, I'm not familiar enough with this person's content to know. But if they're kind of like posing questions and having fun with the the law in the game, um yeah, I mean, I mean it's harmless. You can, you can be overly disingenuous about it, sure, but I, I mean, I don't know if I, I just don't know. I, do, I don't know this, but their people. biggest video was the whole uh, Gray Fox's Venom. Uh, that, that's yeah. kind of like what they're they were kind of known for back in the day. They've they've done a lot of other videos, but it's kind of just like claims like that where you can yeah. possibly connect it. Like that's I've always kind of said, you know, like a lot of the stuff that they said is kind of you know. It, turns out to be kind of busted as far as a, being a myth goes or whatever, but kudos to them for like going that deep with it, you know? 
Well, part of the reason they got popular was because they did hit the nail on the head in one regard. Um, they guessed the, the, the twist behind Venom Snake. That was one of their guesses. And you can sort of say, you know, that's sort of like a broken clock is right twice a day sort of thing. Like they managed yeah. to hit the nail on the head once because they've, they've been shotgunning all these theories and one of them managed to land. Uh, so I think that's what kept a lot of people around listening to their stuff is that they got that one big one right. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just harmless theorizing and it's, you know, they, they do their own thing and stay out of the way. Every once in a while, they kind of push the boundary a bit and I get a little irritated. Um, <laughs> that could be fun to talk about. <laughs> I think, oh my God. <laughs> I think it might be fun to talk to them. I love this. It's very least it'll be challenging. Metal Gear Solid Five ending is a lie confirmed. Okay, yeah. I, I, or, like, I changed MGS my mind. Six confirmed changed, by script leak. He said, I changed, changed my mind. mind. <laughs> okay, let's hit you with a more simple question. Do you want to get Mag on the show? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know if you saw that tweet, but I was just like, "Where the fuck is Metal Gear Explained? It's almost been a year. Has it dude. really been a year? Yeah, the, the last Man. Metal Gear Explained stream was March 12th, 2021. We were playing, uh, I played Survive with him and Fingers years back, and uh, he and I got into an argument that got a teeny bit heated. I mean, it never it never went into anything nasty, but but he and I were arguing for a while, but we were playing Survive the whole time. He's pretty good at it. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It was a good time. Play. I had fun. Playing Survive and arguing about it, that's the path to the dark side, that, mate. It, it, yeah, dude, I've been on the dark side for a while. I mean... <laughs> Look, it you've either played Survive or you hate it and are never going to touch it. There's really no middle ground here. What you if there's the it's stuck on my Steam library and nobody's followed up party? Where does that <laughs> where does that bucket end up? I mean, Nitro said it a while ago, but like you just it's it's plain toast, man. You can't get excited for it. You can't yeah. you just can't get excited for it. But you shouldn't get angry about it either. Yeah. It did what it was trying to do. Y'all just didn't like what it did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. It's it's just it is what it is. You either like it or you don't. It's getting mad at a six out of ten. It's whatever. I wish we had new stuff. Uh, no idea when that's going to happen. Maybe never. Maybe tomorrow. Nobody knows. If they tell you they know, they're lying. What I do know, and they is probably that, have me blocked on Twitter. Yeah. Apparently. What I do know is that Nintendo is doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I know a we were all cool and awesome. <laughs> they also doing a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Such as Nintendo, uh, though. I guess that is their their <laughs> nature. It's. I will say this. I was very happy about Earthbound um, coming to the the Switch Online service, which um, it was funny. I my wife grew up playing earthbound like she had the the set the, the big box with the guide and everything yeah. so i kid you not uh I, I i don't remember what brought it up but when we were talking the other day i brought up that they had released earthbound on the switch and then i was like oh yeah it's on the switch right now they just added it she literally dropped what she was doing got up got the switch on and started playing earthbound like that second <laughs> Like she was ready to go. Moment. Yeah, that that is like her childhood right there. That and Breath of Fire. I, I think the cries for Earthbound are truly like how you think you do, but you don't moment. I think the number of people 
who want to play Earthbound versus the number of people who are asking for Earthbound is widely different. Well, people um, have people have been playing it, and and haven't people been complaining online about how difficult it is? Yeah, I mean, it's a product of its time, right? <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, even for its time, it was hard. Yeah, it was definitely a tricky RPG. It was also different. Yeah. Do you rate it's um, harder than the old Zeldas? Yeah, much. I mean, that is a that is a grindy RPG, and it's also really unorthodox and comical and self-aware and like that's i know a lot of people like when they talk about metal gear solid 2 they say like oh it's the first postmodern video game but really it was earthbound uh in a lot of ways before my time i've never played earthbound i, I hate to say this because i'm a massive fan of undertale but I, I wonder how how much of that party or that group is undertale fans having a, a certain expectation and then just like getting their ass beat by <laughs> rpg rules from the early 90s yeah. oh god i didn't even think it of does that. yeah it feels like someone starting on the phantom pain and then going back and playing like metal gear one and being like oh this game sucks yes. like it's such a just a oh, shock no to, uh yeah because i mean people were, were talking about it having like objectively bad design quoting like the you know <laughs> the, the limited inventory space I, shit i think it was only like what like twelve items or something that you could carry? I don't know, <laughs> dude. It's a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, Chrono Trigger. You could have ninety nine of fucking anything. So I like that style better. But games from back then will just clap you in general, though, right? If you load up Aladdin on the Sega, that'll get you. Oh God! But, <laughs> For me, Lion it was King, the Lion right? King. Yeah, Lion King is hard as shit. Lion King is the Dark Souls of movie games. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember that game being that hard, dude. All of those. <laughs> All of those, I remember all of those licensed games being hard. Like, yeah. those were like a stiff rental for but the weekend. But they weren't bad. Like, they weren't bad. You, they were just like hard. Yeah, you weren't mad at the game so much as you were mad at yourself for failing at it. No, I, I, I played one level of that and turned it straight off. That game's too hard. I liked the Jungle Book game. That was a lot of fun. My, uh, my stiff rental comment just reminded me. Someone they said, I saw this post on Twitter that was like, if you saw Titanic in the movie theaters, if you rented video games, the Super Bowl halftime show is for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll know everyone in the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, if you rented video games, wow. You know what's funny? I'm from Ohio, and I did not watch the Super Bowl. I dialed out. I'll pay attention if the Browns get there, which is going to be never. The Browns getting to the Super Bowl is like the Mets winning the World Series. It's that big, okay? Shout out Tom Olson. Like they held a let me <laughs> let me put this in context for you. OK. The Browns had like the I think they had the the longest losing streak of any NFL team. And. Uh, in Cleveland, they held a parade to celebrate that. That's adorable. Yeah. Well, speaking of L's. uh it's a Nintendo eShop. I don't know if you guys saw this. They're uh, <laughs> taking down all that Wii U and 3DS stuff like, uh, ne Gosh. next year, next March. It's almost like, you know, it would be better if you could buy your video games as tangible objects instead of as a, as a, as a, you know, an ethereal license. Yeah. Well, this, may, this may be out there, right? But just stop giving Nintendo money. But I, I did it. I did it a while ago. I, honestly, I did it a while ago. I just don't. I just don't give Nintendo money for anything. Um, ever since they were, they started acting like 
um, melee players didn't have legit copies. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've got like 40 Wii's. <laughs> right. um, I've got, I'm literally drowning in copies of Super Smash Brothers Melee for the GameCube. Um, so I just like, I'm just like, I'm not giving you any more money, Nintendo. But do you remember when everyone stopped giving Nintendo money for a while? Um, it was during the Wii U era. And what they did was they went away and they got good and they improved stuff and they came back strong. Um, that's the only way. That's Nintendo is just a vampire, big big vampire, comes for people's wallets. Horrible company. I really don't like Nintendo. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. I I, I hate that company so much. Produce good games, but, but terrible business practices. I will say this. Uh, everybody, just remember. A digital purchase isn't really a purchase. It's just an extended rental. Yeah, it's an idea. I mean, they, they're, they're shutting shops down that aren't even that old and that yeah. probably don't really take that much infrastructure to keep running. I mean, Peace Walker's servers are still up for crying out loud. Yeah, so... Right? They, yeah, they do it because they get away with it. I mean, I think Nintendo's got a big culture of, um, like, it's got, like... The, the the last of the parent parent purchasers who you know buy all the stuff for the kids and they just get told what to buy so they're like oh I want this it's on this online store just buy me this and they just they just pay it because they want the kids to show up so yeah. you just have like uh, when when I was into resale a, a common thing that came up was people selling 3ds's with the games pre-installed on them and I, I always I always found that with Nintendo products more than any other. Uh, like console so sony everyone would have physical xbox everyone has physical nintendo just always e-shop purchases is so there's so much of it that's shutting down is uh snake eater on the like the e-shop yeah you can get it you can get it yeah yeah i don't know if it is now but i I don't know if that was included (laughs) in the great call but um, that's a good question (laughs) it's i think i remember it being on the list i will say this is this another Metal Gear game that's fucking getting lost to digital shops? No, I'm sure it's was, already gone. Yeah, that's the question then. I never I never considered looking into whether or not Snake Eater 3D was removed. I don't uh, see I, it. It probably was. I would assume so. I think it was God, on if, the list. If it's not, then that's the only digital MGS3 you can yeah. buy and now it's gone. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. it doesn't matter now. To the high seas. You can, you can download a demo. Is the demo still up? A de- uh, I'm looking. Yeah. Holy shit. They forgot one. Free demo. Oh, Lord. If they take it down next week, I'm going to feel like the biggest asshole. <laughs> oh, wait. No. It says direct download. For, Hold on. For, let me link it. In. For the I'm gonna game or for the demo? Wise- I'm going to link it in Wiseman's community. Well, I hope a demo is not $29.99. My, I have, my, my 3DS is literally sitting right beside <laughs> me, but it's you. not charged or I'd check it. But I, I linked it to the store page because I think you can. I think you can still. I think you can still purchase things through the browser. Not that this makes it any better, but I think you can still purchase things through the browser and then get it uh. like sent to your device. But in any case, as soon as I find my 3ds, I'm hacking that bitch. Yeah, it's just lost in my moving stuff. But That's yeah, kind of crazy. This does look like you can download it and then you can download the demo as well. That's like I'm seeing like two different buttons here. Yeah, that's just crazy, though, that they didn't pull it with the others. I will say this. They are sort of. I hate to frame this as a positive thing because it's really not. It's just slightly less negative. But 
for a while, the philosophy was, hey, a, a, a game system is going to come out, and if you want to play old games, you have to buy copies of the old game that work on the system. Oh, a new console came out? Well, then you have to buy it again. And that was Nintendo's philosophy for the most part. Um, it, it's, uh, I think they let you, didn't they let you, like, copy over stuff from the Wii to the Wii U? Like, for, to some degree? I don't um, remember. But but obviously nothing's going to translate over to the Switch because it's a different different type of system. It's a different ecosystem. Everything's everything's different. I'm, pre- I'm pretty but sure Daze is one of the only people on Earth who bought a Wii U. So I've yeah. got a Wii U. I am. I'm one of twelve people who bought am, a Wii U. I am right there and with I've, you. I've I and I speaking of like things taking forever. I'm about to approach like ten years of playing Mario Kart Eight, which feels so sad. Right. I saw a great tweet the other day. It was like, y'all wanted Mario Kart 9, and instead you got Mario Kart 999. <laughs> That's but, pretty okay, good. I tried to humor myself by buy- purchasing this, and it says, error code 9001. This content is currently unavailable. I'm going uh, to keep doing some experimenting. Yeah. I, I, can, it's, I can download the demo, though. It says, the demo is on the way. Please check download status on your system. That's crazy. I think um, we, we both had predictions for Mario Kart Nitroid, right? And we were both completely wrong because yep. it was just way worse. We, we, our ideas were too good. I, I thought it was a battle royale, right? And like, I, don't, yeah, just... I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I mean, I, we all wanted something, but that's not what they did. It's just more stages, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're basically doing uh, like a season pass sort of thing. Where, like Smash Brothers, how you got all the new characters. Instead of characters, you're getting stages. Oh, it's so, all broken up like that? I didn't know it was... Th- I thought it was just like, here's 48 new stages. Yeah, it's all broken up. It releases over time. Oh, um, that's lame. <laughs> I guess people are still playing that regularly, then. I, I, I'm I pretty... I will, not since Final Fantasy, but I, I go on and off with Mario Kart. So it's yeah. like I already had I, I I feel like I've circumvented a lot of like the problems or some of the grievances that people have with Nintendo. For example, I jumped on a, a family plan, a, a communal family plan. So I only paid like six bucks for my expansion pass. So like nice six dollars for those like 40 tracks or whatever. That's a huge thing for me. But I completely understand if somebody doesn't want to buy that. I'm going to do that soon, too. I've got a friend that we're going to we're going to figure out how to do it. But yeah, uh, man, I just want the N64 stuff, even though I've heard it kind of sucks. Yes. Well, this <laughs> goes just... back to wanting to hack every my 3DS. So, yeah, I mean, again, Nintendo is constantly making the best argument for emulation. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like I do like that they have sort of. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about this, actually, now that I'm really thinking about it. Uh, But the fact that they have sort of shifted away from, hey, buy the game digitally for this platform. And as long as the platform doesn't change too dramatically, you can keep it. But if it does, you'll have to buy it again. And they've and they've instead now adopted the sort of Netflix model where you pay a monthly subscription or yearly subscription and you have access to all these games just de facto. Right. Like yeah. the Switch Online stuff with the NES and SNES Genesis, etc. Like, um, 
I'm not sure if that's an improvement or not. It definitely makes things easier and less worrisome, but it doesn't really solve things from a preservation standpoint. I guess it's more consumer friendly, but you know, it, it, in terms of preservation, it doesn't really put it doesn't really you know push the needle in one direction or the other. Um, I don't know. I guess the only way to really fix the preservation issue is either with emulation or PC ports. And Nintendo's yeah, not putting anything on PC anytime soon. I mean, there's the other side of it as well. Like, Nintendo physical stuff, especially like first-party Nintendo games, are worth fortunes. I mean, there's so much... Most of them... I'd say the majority of them are more expensive than when they were brand new to buy used now. Uh, you know, you want to buy, like, a Mario 64 car. Oh, yeah, and this isn't even getting into, like, the water game scam. Yeah, well, for, yeah fuck, forget that. It's like some... NF, it's like on the same level as... I, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get into it. I hate it so I would, much. I would buy an NFT before I bought it. a Wada Games product. It's basically the same thing. It is. <laughs> well, it's speculative. Yeah, yeah, it's speculative trading. It's it's basically just applying stock market philosophy to whatever. So, yeah, those guys are scummy. It's not. Yeah, because it's like you know, you can take two incredible sealed copies of Mario sixty four, right? And one of them's, you know, worth millions and the others not and it's because the the ones worth millions is a bunch of insider trading shit going on and they're like, yeah oh. it's arbitrary and the same same guy is producing the article that says it's worth 1.2 million is the same guy who bought it the same guy who you know i, I know it, so. it makes me I hate furious. it i I'm hate it at the same time <laughs> at the same time though I have got a sealed copy of Metal Gear Solid 3 right here on my shelf, and part of me, like, the darker part of my soul is like, man, that's an easy 600 bucks. Yeah. It's not worth it! Just give I know, it me. I know. My soul is worth more than $600. The, the better thing to do would be just give it me. I would rather give that out for free as a contest item than, uh, than, than scalp it like that. It's not worth it for that either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I want to buy. I, I want to buy all sealed copies of the uh, Metal Gear games that I, that I like best uh, at some point. But like, they, they're just they're just the the market's super inflated. I think it will it will change over the next five years. I think it'll come back yeah. down again. I will tell you this. Uh, cool little story. I got in contact with a guy. I want to say it was like ten years ago. It's been a, it's maybe not quite ten, but it's been a while. Um, but I got in touch with a a vintage game seller uh, out of Japan. And he just had like a big like collection of just random uh, sealed games from from, you know, back in the day. And just like he had just ridiculous inventory, just random stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and I had to go through like a, a like a friend of a friend of a friend to get to get in touch with this guy. And finally did. And he had a. A, I kid you not, he had a sealed copy of Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake on the MSX. Ooh. I mean, that, that thing loose is worth good money. Uh-huh. Um, he wanted $1,200 for it, and I almost dang. pulled the trigger. I kind of regret not doing it now. It wouldn't be a bad investment, actually, because you'd, you'd always be around people who would want to buy that as well. You'd, always, you'd I probably know. always have a buyer for that. He told me that price, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Because, I mean, you're lucky if you find a copy of that game in good condition. I've, I've only ever found it sealed through him that one time. I've only seen one copy, and that copy was at a video game museum, and it sure did not look mint. <laughs> I yeah. watched. Uh, I watched that. Have you ever seen Cincinnati Picker on YouTube? He pulled. A, he got a copy of it from a garage sale once. Jeez. Yeah, I think he paid like ten dollars for it. I'm seeing a copy right now for four hundred and eighty nine dollars, and it, it's open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, loose. It's worth a fortune. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. The seal is unique on it because there's a, and you'll find copies of Metal Gear Two that have this occasionally, but there's a sticker with the Konami logo on it that goes across the outside of where the case opens. So that's one of the signs. I can't remember if it was shrink-wrapped or not. I think it was, but I can't remember. But the, but the sticker is... Yeah. We're going we're gonna to see a lot of now is people resealing games. Oh, uh, people, I know. People putting factory seals on games. It's going to be common, very, very common thing. So beware buying seal copies to... anyway. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it a few times, but thankfully it's pretty easy to pick out. For the most part, it depends on it kind of depends on the game, but like the shrink wrapped stuff, you can always tell. Like what, PlayStation uh, 2 games are typically not shrink wrapped exactly. What I've heard serious people are doing is uh getting hold of the old machines from the factories where they did it and oh, using the actual no. machines to reseal. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard that's going on. Oh, sealed games, absolute nightmare. That makes me sick to my stomach. There's no way you could know. Yeah, exactly. Unless you, it, unless you opened what, it and examined it. Yep, that's why I think steel games are going to come back down again, in, you know, in the future. But that's just a guess, not financial advice and all that yeah. shit. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not that concerned if it's sealed or not. If it's, if it's in good condition, I'm happy owning a physical copy of a game just so I have it and I won't lose it. And there's obviously the, the conversation around things like disc rot where, you know, I, I I don't know if you've seen these or not, but copies of Twin Snakes have shown up uh, in photos where the CDs are starting to like crack and the and the the film on the top is starting to peel away and and even though they haven't been used very heavily, it's just they're getting older and it's starting to like naturally decay. Have you got Have you guys seen this? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've never seen that, but there's there's a, there's often a discussion in. Um, uh, twin snakes speed running about how eventually there won't be any copies of twin snakes anyway and everyone who plays it will play on emulator unfortunately yeah. playing that on emulator is pretty good like dolphins super stable um i'm sure like nitpickers of twin snakes players will be like well actually on frame four of the you know it's yeah. pretty good yeah. it's 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 pretty good um so i know that those copies don't last that long that's a sort of thing though where you can load the the game's image file into modded hardware though right like yeah, you, you may not you may worse. not actually have a physical <laughs> copy but you're still playing it on native hardware yeah so if you do that with like nintendo and it um it, it it doesn't play well it it plays better on dolphin are you serious I'm, yeah I'm, pr I'm pretty i'm pretty certain i hope i've got this right please don't kill me twin snakes players i was gonna say how is that even possible how is it possible that it's that it's not that it's glitching in an like if the if the image is glitching on native hardware but not in dolphin how is that even possible what i'm gonna find out give me a sec <laughs> that's absurd because it would just it's just like loading the cd right i mean obviously there's some sort of a like a like a translation between uh you know formats here but 
ultimately it's still running on the hardware. It should be it should be one to one. Like you got me really concerned now. I I, I could I could be told I could have got the wrong end of the stick. It could be something as simple as it just loads really fast on hardware, so it's not comparable. Oh, it could just be okay. something like it could just be something like, I could be wrong. Because I know a lot of people are are taking old systems now and they're they're getting these like SD card mods where they can just load their images in because they don't want to risk their games getting worn down over time. Um, it's it. I mean, I've got a lot of physical games for like PS2 and 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 PS1 and and PS3 and and, and like it's a concern where you know how many years from now are these things going to be completely unusable because of disc rot where where the discs are just going to fall apart naturally. Thankfully yeah, I, with like the PS3 and 4 and onward stuff, Blu-rays naturally last a really long time for the most part, but the older stuff, DVDs, forget about it. That stuff's going to fall apart. I mean, PS2 games are like ridiculously robust. I've I've picked up some shady copies of Metal Gear Solid from like a pawn shop for you know for less than a pound and the disc hasn't played, so I've rubbed toothpaste on it. And then washed it <laughs> in the sink, too. and yep. then dried it, and it's worked. Like, yeah, well, that's good at least. <laughs> but it's not the. But it's not the necessarily. It's not just the data on the bottom of the disc. That's that's that's. It's the foil on top. That's peeling yeah. off. Yeah, like where the label is. Like where, yeah. Yeah, because that label isn't just for show. It's also a reflective layer so that the laser hitting the disc can bounce back properly. That's how it reads the data. If you don't have that foil, the disc doesn't work. That's why when, when people talk about like foil damage on a CD, it's unusable. It has to have that on there in order to bounce the signal back. I think, you know, these, these companies ultimately just have the power to do better with preservation of their content. And we talked about it a little while ago, but if Sony came out with um, a system similar to Game Pass where you could just pay an amount and access all PlayStation yeah. 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 catalog. It would just pop it. off. And it's it's only whether they get put into a situation where they have to do it. Because yeah. right now they obviously feel like it doesn't matter and they can get by without any, you know, without caring about preservation of old games. People are discussing quite often now that PlayStation 3s are dying all over the place, right? I mean, if you get, if you got one of those backwards compatible ones, they're basically like so volatile that if you sneeze on them, they break. Yeah, um, mine died. Yeah. Even <laughs> if they offer that streaming service, though, that's not really preservation, you know? Yeah, that's I mean, just a temporary solution that just kind of, yeah. No, but, right. but like what, what I'm saying is like, if all the physical stuff is dying and it's going to die anyway, I mean, surely we're going to have to move to a system where you can just access the content digitally. Surely yes. digital is the solution, even if it's not the way it's being done, especially not by companies like Nintendo. It's The way they're doing it, we don't want that. I agree. That's, I think where, like, uh, uh, GOG, like, places like that, the way they're yes. doing it, where they're just kind of, like, giving you the setup file versus, like, renting it, like a Game Pass. Because, like, as as good as Game Pass is right now, it, it, it feels, like, too good to be true. Like, it's, it's not going to last, you know. And what, yeah. they, what they're adding to the catalog every month right now Especially if you look at this month's editions, it's like, uh, all right, let's get some better stuff here. Yeah, well, like GOG, you can't fault them, right? You get the file. If they if they pull it from the store later, you can't do, you know, I've still got it. I gotta say, uh, just 
Apache, you 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 sort of got to the heart of the preservation issue because if we're being completely honest and we're thinking ahead, um, preservation isn't going to be feasible in the long run if we're relying on physical media. Yeah. Physical media, for the most part, solves the the ownership issue. For the most part. But again, it's it's I mean, how long of a time scale are we talking about? Are we talking about within our lifetimes or are we talking about preserving for future generations? And I think the latter is really what we're talking about. Like you want your kids and your grandkids and generations ahead to be able to have access to 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 things that you have access to now, whether it be games or music or movies or books or anything in the past Metal Gear to the to the next generation. Right. Yeah. Important. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm talking about the 24th century, mate. I'm talking about the 24th century yeah. on, you know, I want them to be able to load up Metal Gear Solid 3 on hollow decks <laughs> and stuff. Are you still going to be around then? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, You'll be ahead in a jar. I mean, I'm planning Final Fantasy to. 14 still. <laughs> it's, um, it's, but yeah, like, like that far in the future, obviously my, my PS2 copy of MGS2 is not going to make it to the 24th century. Yeah. You know, unless I sh- unless I like shrink wrap it, vacuum seal it, temperature control it, et cetera, et cetera. And then, I mean, like, what are you doing then? No one's going to play it. That's not something that people are going to have access to. So so digital is the answer here, provided we can maintain these infrastructures and keep them open and accessible. Um, I'm just not sure streaming is it. Uh, GOG, like you said, is honestly the best answer to this problem so far, but good luck getting companies like Sony and Nintendo to play ball with them. That's not going to happen. And yeah. emulation obviously has the the unfortunate uh, characteristic of being legally questionable from time to time, provided you don't rip your own copies. Uh, but so far, it's provided the most bulletproof solution to this question. That's why people lean on emulation so much because it works and it's not going away. Yeah, I think I think game companies um, have the same idea with this now that they had about piracy. So the companies were like dead dead against piracy, and it brought out all this crap DRM stuff that's never really stopped piracy anyway. Um, and they've done so much because they've got this idea that piracy is a lost customer, whereas piracy. It does occasionally result in in a lost customer, but for the most part, people who pirate stuff weren't going to buy it anyway. Um, right. And now you've got this idea that there's, the problem now is there's too many games, and they think if you play an old game, you ain't going to buy the new ones. And Which is you know, nonsense. Whether, whether, basically, whether or not I can play your old games is not going to affect whether I buy your new ones, because all your new ones are shit. You know, make, <laughs> make a good game. <laughs> make a good game. And maybe I'm just an old man, but like... Yeah, you know, they, 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 that's the that's the idea, right? Behind preventing people from accessing old titles as best as possible. It's just too yeah. many games, and like if they can stop you from playing the old ones, you'll have to play the new ones. Well, that's where Game Pass is hoping that they can pull you in on the nostalgia and pull, you know, all of those old games. You know, they've yeah. got Age of Empires one through four. You know, it's like hopefully they get you on that alone. But then you get back in there, you're like, oh shit, Age of Empires one actually kind of sucked. <laughs> like. <laughs> But even if it sucks, like like even the shittiest games, I want preserved. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It I, it, it does seem like yeah, these games are eventually just going to be wiped from my hard drive. So it's just like this is just a temporary uh, enjoyment yeah. of these games, and 
I think, yeah, GOG is definitely the more so the way to go of just having the install and just preserving it yourself. And hopefully those things get archived somewhere. We need like a library of Congress, but for video games, you know, Damn. Um, yeah, I know I, there I, are I, a couple of people trying to make something equivalent to that, uh, but it remains to be seen if it'll actually, you know, <laughs> Nintendo wants to know their location. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's plenty of plenty of libraries, um, libraries going where you can. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, I'm pick, uh, pe- you know, people yeah. are building those libraries for sure. Yeah. RM80. It's I I mean, look, it's it, it may be convenient to have streaming services like the ones Nintendo and Xbox and and potentially Sony are, are putting out there for these classic games, but they are not comprehensive. Often they lack most of the games that are available. They only focus on the popular ones. Um, and I think you, you again, can. You can complain about Nintendo doing this till you blow in the face, but at the end of the day, people are buying this in the yep. thousands. People are every time they come out with this like limited, limited service stuff, and it's so expensive. And the uh, the, the the actual games are like shoddy when you when you get down to the core of it. Um, but they don't care. But as long if people keep buying it, right, they're going to be like, "What's the problem? What, what's everyone talking about? Why are people complaining? We've sold." fucking thousands you know like they're, they're not gonna put the work in if people keep buying it so that that that's why it is the way it is I think. yeah and i mean that's the key right there is that it's not preservation is not the goal for these companies that's not why they're doing it it's not to preserve anything and with emulation it absolutely is you know that's the core ethos behind making emulators is so that you have access to these things uh when you might not otherwise. Yeah, that's actually so, a good, like when, when you think about, you know, Microsoft, you know, buying Blizzard and, you know, Sony buying Bungie, like they're, they're not, they're just trying to get them to be on their respective kind of game pass servers or, you know, whatever they're offering. So yeah, they it's, can pull it's, in the, the active users, not so much preserve those franchises. Yeah. It's revenue, not preservation. And, yeah. and God, I mean, like, I just on that on that note with the with the company acquisitions, I mean, it's weird the level of of support that this has. People are are celebrating these buyouts like crazy. And I mean, I get that they want to see the properties that they're fans of handle better, like especially in the case of like Activision Blizzard. Like that, that, that's been a complete mess over there. So I understand people looking at that and saying, phew, maybe Microsoft will set them, set them down the right path. But at the same time, it's not, you're just replacing one bad thing with a different bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah, you see people just yelling for Konami to be bought by somebody. Yep. Every time there's an acquisition, sure enough, ever someone is going to yell out like, "Hey, why doesn't Sony buy Konami or why doesn't Sony buy the Metal Gear license or Silent Hill or Castlevania?" And I'm thinking, "You are making a monkey's paw wish. You don't know what you're asking for." It's it's not going to be good. You know, it's I would rather I know this sounds weird and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me when they hear this and they won't understand why and I'm it it is very hard to 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 articulate why but i would almost pref- i i think i would prefer that konami keep 
ownership of Metal Gear and never touch it again than I would to some other company buying Konami and churning out sequels for these properties. Look, you know? right, just look at just ask yourself, would you let Sony babysit your kids? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's uh man. Look, it's, it's it's different for like, you know, people are going through this with World of Warcraft at the moment, right? Because obviously Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard and all the World of Warcraft fans are like, well, couldn't get any worse. But with Metal Gear, oh, it could get worse. <laughs> like, it could get so much worse. Um, God, it's... No, I, I agree with you. I'd rather they did nothing than, 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 than another company buy it. Well, as there's long this as notion... it's available, though, I think that's what everybody just wants right now is just yes. the availability of the old... Probably, you know, that's what we really just want any publisher to do right yes. now. Yes. Yeah, I don't need new Metal Gear games. I just need them to preserve the current ones and make them accessible on modern hardware, whether that's PC, PS5, uh, Xbox, uh, series, whatever. I don't even, I can't even keep track of the names of that thing. Um, it Just make it accessible, because right now there are very few ways to do it that are legal. That should We're be gonna- concerning. <laughs> And we're gonna go. For, we're gonna try to get it anyway. So you want to get paid for it or not? <laughs> I mean, choice is yours. I feel like I, I feel like I'm. A, I should be allowed to pirate Metal Gear at this point, given how many copies of this stuff I own. Yeah, but I just keep buying it instead. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just had a weird moment with coming to Sweden. Obviously, I'm I'm running Metal Gear Solid Three on Friday, and I, I, I I'm running it on the uh, the Xbox Series S on e, at ESA, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to like fit the in Xbox into my bag. Unfortunately, it's you know it's the the yeah, S, so it's smaller. But like, I'm trying to fit in my bag, and I'm like, oh, I could just go and use someone else's Xbox while I'm there. And then I thought, wait, they won't have the game, and I literally can't get the game on it. And I thought, what? What if I break this on the way? I literally can't run the game anymore. Um, it's it's a weird situation to be in. Well, again, great argument for putting this stuff on PC. You know, but again, it's this is this is good for the consumer, not necessarily good for uh, the company. You know, it's to their benefit to make sure that every once in a while you need to sort of re up your subscription to this game that yeah, you want to play. It's, it's like it's like yeah, you only want to play one game. Well, you'll have to keep paying for it. <laughs> if you don't right, want to buy our new games, you'll have to keep paying for your old ones. Pretty much. Um, and and you know, Metal Gear Solid Three is still not back on the store, right? MGS Two and Three still still not on the store. They're gone. And the demo. I don't know when they're going to come back. Oh, the demo. The 3DS right. DS demo is available. <laughs> Get your fix. I don't. I don't know if I mentioned this. Did I mention this on the show last time? But when I was when I was talking to uh, Bob Sia, who's a blindfolded speedrunner, um, he's probably the biggest inspiration of me getting into blindfolded speedruns. He runs like Mario sixty four. Super Metroid, all, all kinds of crazy, difficult blindfolded games. And he said to me, oh, I'd, I'd love to learn Metal Gear Solid 2 blindfolded. Could you teach me? And I'm like, yeah, sure, that would be awesome, dude. And he was like, how do I buy it? And I'm like, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, you, you can't. Did mention that. <laughs> you can't. I think I mentioned it after the show. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's such a weird situation to be in when you're literally speaking to people who want to purchase the game. And they're like, how do I, how do I give Konami money for this game? Sorry, you can't. It's, man, I mean, if the only way we're going to get ports is if somebody buys these these franchises out from Konami, which, by the way, I don't think is ever going to happen Viva. for a number of reasons. I mean, Konami is such a gargantuan company. Uh, 
that that it would be just a logistics nightmare to buy them because you would have to manage all of their subdivisions and they've I mean they've got their hands in in like the sports industry and the and and real estate and all these things it's crazy um buying them would be you know a, just a nightmare I so I I mean I think it's it's far more complicated than that and and given that Metal Gear has more value to them as as an IP than it does as something you make games for regularly it, it, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. To, it's hard to explain. But but I mean, I I just don't see them doing that. You mean like um, how they put out that press release that was like we sold like fifty eight million copies of Metal Gear right series, yeah. and then like not even giving a fuck about the license. Not like you could sell a lot more than fifty eight million, man. Yeah, you just get this license shit back up and running. But no, we're probably <laughs> just gonna get an NFT. I mean, they they don't care. Because they're doing fine. More e-football. Yeah, more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, Daze, you brought up the, the, the numbers before for, for e-football versus Metal Gear, right? Yeah, and I got this chart from the press release, and it's like, okay, so Metal Gear launched 1987, total cumulative sales, 58 million, and I'd imagine that this group in particular is a good handful of that. Uh, and then the eFootball series, which they put in parentheses, formerly known as PES or Winning Eleven, uh, launched 1995. Total cumulative sales: 112.5 million. Oh, uh, so and how much of that is coming from the mobile game? Well, right? they, they bring oh, I mean, they bring a new one out every year. Like, yeah. they, I mean, they even put Winning Eleven. How long ago was it Winning Eleven? Right. Jesus, like. Uh, Pro Evolution Soccer, that's every single year you bring out a new one. Uh, I remember when Pro Evo didn't even have the player names, right? I mean, I'm sure that changed eventually, but at one point they didn't even have the licensed footballer names. Uh, it, you know, you'd have you'd have like James Beckham and stuff. It sucks the from the point of view of a Metal Gear fan, but if your goal is not, you know, if, if your priority is not the 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 integrity of this specific video game series, and your goal is a business, you know, uh, uh, the head of a business trying to m- maximize profits and, and keep things going as well as possible. Like, if you're not on the art side of this, you don't have a personal investment, you just want to make your business do as well as possible. I get it. I mean, this is a simple calculus to solve. They are yeah, making way that more chart's money kind of sobering. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely like, oh, no wonder why they just shifted this right note. everybody i'll just delete it there you go yeah they, <laughs> they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't see the games as anything as other than like they're just like gray formless cube like yeah they're just gray yeah. cubes. it's just a thing they make and it's just yeah. how many gray cubes can they shift you know, like that's yeah the, they don't give a shit whether it's fucking the winning 11 or metal gears all they don't care and why would they and yeah, like you were saying before, Konami is a huge company. They do a lot of different things. Uh, like, I, I love that joke. You know, it's like a guy goes to buy a grand piano and he buys one from Yamaha. And he's like, hey, do you know where I can get a motorbike? And the guy's like, you're not going to believe this. Because yeah. <laughs> Konami's a bit like that, right? Yeah, I do love they, that. they do all sorts. That's awesome. That's a good joke. Yeah, good old Yamaha. I don't... <sighs> I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I would be happy if they simply made this stuff accessible on other platforms. I understand that it's not a priority for them, and I worry that if the only way that's going to happen is through some sort of buyout, then we're in for more than we're ready for. But I just... 
God, anybody, any, I, I just don't see them being bought out. I don't think that's going to happen. I know people ask for it. I know people say, why can't Sony just buy it? It, it? It's not realistic. And also, anybody who thinks that, like, uh, something like your market cap is somehow equatable to how much it costs to buy a company doesn't really know what they're talking about. I mean, look, I, I do not have a business degree, but I know enough to tell you that if you're looking at the market cap for a company, that does, you know, that does not mean that's how much it costs to buy out a company. So like Jeff Keighley tweeting like, oh, Konami is worth so many billion dollars. Sony could buy that. I emoji. Yeah. I emoji. Right. Like, that's not how that works, Jeff. You've been in this industry long enough that you should know that. That's not that's not how it works. That's that I can't just go yep. to them and say, hey, I have 11 billion dollars. Can I buy your video games? No, well, that's, I, that's I, not I've how not, business works. I've not been doing Twitter that long, but I know that imparting knowledge and writing something that a lot of people will click like on are two very different things as well. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, that's most of Twitter right there. Like, hey, I can either say this smart thing that won't get any attention or I can say this dumb shit thing that will get a million likes. Which should I tweet? to put it into real context i can i can tell you about something i'm passionately working on in great detail um or i can write big boss's dick which one do you think gets more likes we <laughs> <laughs> can put that to the test right now i assure you i assure you oh my god um, no i mean i've joked about this before but anytime i've had a tweet go viral the success of my tweets are inversely proportional to how little time i've spent on them yeah the dumber it is, the better it's going to do. Yeah. I don't know. You guys just reminded me of this Twitter thread I saw, completely not related to anything that we're talking about right now. But uh, I'm going to link it here. This girl, or this, this Twitter, I don't know if it's a girl or not, but she faked a screenshot about Kanye West and Julia Fox's relationship saying that they broke up because Julia, he couldn't handle Julia going goblin mode. <laughs> and then a blog picked that up. And made from that one tweet screenshot, not even like a tweet from that screenshot, made a story like outlining goblin mode. Oh my god. <laughs> That's like what that what is, is amazing. Goblin mode? Like and I've been thinking about awesome. it all day. That's some Tom Olson level shit. Right Do there. I I don't want to have to do Tom Olson again. That should have been a one and done. I'm stealing that. I don't want to do this Tom, again. Tom Olson tier. I made my case. Tom Olson tier greatness. God. <laughs> it's like how many times? Look. Oh. Oh. Uh oh. No, I'm not. I'm fine. It's just annoying because you would think that people working professionally would think more critically about this stuff but most of the time that's not the uh what they value they value the amount of attention it gets not how accurate it is and people who read it generally assume that people working on this stuff know what they're talking about and so that's you know they they take it at face value that's how that's how you know false information spreads 
I, I mean, I truly think that landscape's changing because do you, do you remember back in the day with games magazines where people used to write in with questions and the the people writing the magazine would be like really rude and snarky and like talk down yes, to people writing yes. in. And now fucking games journalists get bullied daily. <laughs> like the, 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 the world's <laughs> changed. And I think over, you know, over time, people are just going to give less and less respect to these like... You you're almost just gonna switch off. I don't I I don't read news articles. I don't like I don't engage with that sort of thing anyway. And I think over time, like people will just get sick of it. It's just complete bullshit. I mean, people are definitely like amplifying the the dumb opinions. That's for sure. But I mean, I I mean, how many Metal Gear Solid is being remade? Rumors? Do you need to hear before you stop paying attention to them? I think the even the wider culture of it now is that it's all bullshit though. Uh, you know, you only that's get... good though. You know, like <laughs> thankfully, that's what's what's catching on is that people are like rolling their eyes at it and saying, "Oh, this again, right?" Like that that is I, good. Uh, Snake Soup even did that. They're like, "Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and I'm about to go on Twitter and look up Metal Gear." <laughs> 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 I think I think something could happen. Where I think we could get a situation with Metal Gear where something the news does come out and everyone just thinks it's bullshit. Like, yeah. and you know, <laughs> it's actually trying Maybe. to get. Advertise people like yeah it's bullshit well i think the the key there are still a few outlets that when they announce something or they make a statement about something you go oh okay that's legitimate you know konami and metal gear right like there's there's i mean that number is dwindling mind you but you know if, if there's a difference between like ign posting a story and some dude on YouTube who likes to talk about rumors posting a story and saying he's got the inside scoop, right? Obviously, like, those are the two extremes, and there's a lot of middle ground there where it gets really fuzzy, and that's typically where people get confused and caught up in the rumor mill. But, you know, there there are still places you can sort of look to and say, okay, is this true? If it is, these guys would be talking about it, and they're not. So that must mean that it's not. Yeah. Um, so I th- we're, not, I th- we're not quite hopeless. No, I, I, I do get this situation, though, when I've talked about um, the Metal Gear Solid movie to people, and people are like, no, that's just a fake rumor. I'm like, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a real thing. <laughs> so I, I, I have had that situation actually play out. And I've had, I've had people, you know, inversely come to me and be like, hey, did you hear they're remaking Metal Gear Solid? It's going to be this, this, and this, and I have to be like, uh, I've had that. I've yeah, had that's that not actually, that's not true. <laughs> I've definitely had that version of events happen more, I, to be honest. I will share a theory with you, though. So um, somebody made this uh, post on Reddit in one of the, the gaming rumors and leaks, like the big gaming rumor and leaks subreddit, uh, that was making the rounds because they claimed to be an insider and said that, hey, Bluepoint was going to make an MGS1 remake. It didn't quite work out how they wanted, and so Sony is now working on it, and it's being made as a launch title of sorts like a flagship title for for playstation vr2 like it's going to be the whole game remade for vr2 uh and and it's it's the dumbest rumor it's so obviously fake but for some reason it caught some some traction and it started getting spread around um and here's what's funny about it i have a sneaking suspicion that that rumor is the product of a game of telephone that started with the the fan group that is right now trying to remake MGS1 in VR. Yeah. 
And I wonder if, like, that got telephoned over to some guy who was like, hey, I got the inside scoop from the staff of this game that they're doing this and this. Like, I, I kind of feel like that was what happened there, which makes it even funnier. I really hope it is that, actually. Because, man, just it's it's thankfully the rumors is goblin mode, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm goblin I'm, mode. I missed the uh, I missed the last <laughs> Metal Gear rumor that happened the other day. Like I didn't even look at it. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even look at it. They've um, slowed Tom Olson mode. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nobody's talking about Virtuous Studio in China remaking MGS3 now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah no one's talking he, about that. What's What's he called? He posted that originally. I'm gonna go find the tweet and retweet it and be like, "Where's this at?" <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I think it was Is again. That our I think boy it was from BGC. BGC. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying try to think how I'll be able to find it. Um, now, nah, give them, give them another couple of months. They'll have a new Metal Gear rumor, and it'll completely contradict the past five Metal Gear rumors they've posted. <laughs> yeah. But then it they'll act like, something. no, we're just, we've got an anonymous source. We got, no, we're just telling, we're just informing the people. And that's we're why just I was so apprehensive. It how it is, boys. <laughs> Yeah. Even if this article about that, like, I know we're all like memeing about like linking this article, but like, even if, like, even if they're directly quoting Platinum Games, um, like, okay, context, they released this article that's like, Platinum's new CEO wants to create larger, riskier games and hence that live service focus. Like, I went through here and I read the quote and it's like, I don't know. It's 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 extrapolating a lot here, even yeah, when the source is like pure. Yep they're 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 um they're sensationalizing it, even though let ah. yeah that might not be the intent of what they said. And didn't I think Platinum even who was it? Somebody from Platinum came out and said that that's not really what they meant, and it was being it was being uh, communicated incorrectly. Like they're 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 attaching Damn. context to it that's not correct. And he, here's the part that gets me. Discussed in the promotion in a recent interview with Famatsu, translated by VGC. So it's like, uh, yeah, you've got to be the conduit of this information. And you're like, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's that's the game, though, is find something innocuous and make it sound as sensationalist as possible so that people click in to read it to get more information. And it doesn't matter whether or not you lied or not. It doesn't matter if you exaggerate it or not. What matters is that they clicked, because by the time they've clicked and the page is loaded, you've got your ad revenue. Well, I, I did. I did click, so. Yeah, it did yeah, make did a too. lot of people go, oh, no Metal Gear Rising 2 shit. Yeah, but then it ended up not even being the case. They're just saying, hey, yeah. we're going to try some stuff. You made Metal Gear Rising fans sad. You're going to pay the price. <laughs> and the funniest <laughs> thing is the same people are like, you can't change. Like, psh, I was... I was one of the 12 people who bought a Wii U, and I was one of the s four people who bought Wonderful 101. I Damn. didn't see you guys in the line for that. <laughs> hey, I got a Wii U. I did not get Wonderful 101, though, so so I'm, it was, I'm, it was... I'm half innocent. I like that Ninja Turtle game they put out. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, they did do that. Yeah, I remember they had like a pretty pretty good lineup of like licensed games. Yeah. Not to go on a tangent here, but wasn't do you remember that rumor that went around for a long time that Rocksteady Studios was going to make a Ninja Turtles game? Oh, yeah. And honest to God, like the name aside, because I mean, let's come on, really. But um, the name aside, that would have been a really good idea. Like, imagine the Batman Arkham formula applied to a Ninja Turtles game. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, like that would have been awesome. So, but I mean, I was, this, this also means like there's no more like near automata or, or 
you know, that's what's kind of at well, stake here. Well, the thing is, like, they made the remake of Near Replicant, and that was done by another studio, and they really, you can tell they tried to, like, replicate the style of Automata, or Automata, or I don't even, I, I mean, I, I think yeah, Automata I is the correct <laughs> pronunciation, but they say Automata, so I guess that's correct, so... Um, but they like tried to replicate the gameplay style of that and they couldn't quite get it. You know, it was, it was just wasn't, it didn't have that platinum games like veneer to it, you know? Um, but it was still pretty good. So I don't know. I mean, I would love to see them do another near another metal gear rising or whatever. I mean, we're getting Bayonetta three, so there's that. I have not. I've I'm not played any of the near games yet. I'm installing near Atomica now. Okay. Okay. Stop. 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 I've run. I've run the near Atomica raid on Final Fantasy 14. There you go. I have looked at people dressed in the clothes from that raid. You can't go into near and start at Automata. You can't. You can't do it. But uh, okay. You can't do it. I'm telling. Just trust me on this. Okay. Can you? Can you start? Can you still start on PC? Um. Yes. Sort of. Sort of. Yes. Okay, I'm going to give you a complicated answer, but I'm going to keep it as short as possible. You have two ways that you can do this, okay? If you only care about Nier, then play Nier Replicant first, and then go to Automata, okay? You can play the remake of Nier Replicant. It's fine. It's it's just a remake. It's fine. It doesn't it doesn't do any meta shit like Final Fantasy VII Remake. You're good. <laughs> um, oh, that's a throwback to another episode, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to do it right... Then before you play near replicant, you need to play Drakengard. Oh my god! Don't okay. I know. I feel like Just I know play enough. Near Automata, and you're fine. It's fun. No, <laughs> it's got like six. Don't endings. do it. <laughs> don't <laughs> do what it. What if? What if I told you that I have a very cute understanding of Drakengard by osmosis? That's good enough. I mean, you know the you know the final ending in Drakengard with the babies. No. Oh. No, there's a there's a fifth ending in Drakengard. Okay, I just okay. Yeah, we'll talk it's about a, this later. Okay, you know. Okay, let me let me put this into context for you. Uh, you know the dog ending in Silent Hill Two. Yes. And how that's the joke ending, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Imagine if somebody took the joke ending. Imagine if somebody took the dog ending in Silent Hill Two and made a whole game out of what happens after. Okay. That is near. All right. God, this okay. is like this is like the ninth time I've heard people discuss these games, and I still don't know what the fuck they're about. I mean, I've, I've literally watched someone play it, and I, I still have no idea. I mean, what what is that game? You got to play Drakengard to get it, and Drakengard is like Drakengard is com- fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's not a traditionally quote unquote fun game, but it's just like uh, a, a sort of an artistic avant-garde crazy experiment type thing that you're either going to love and be super into or you're going to hate it's like imagine if evangelion was like medieval fantasy instead of a mecha show word what if i told you i've never watched that uh you should probably watch it You might like it, yeah. yeah. That's another one that I mean, I've heard people discuss multiple times. I still have no idea what it's about. So like mechs or something, it right? It's it's all right. There's, it might dude, be a little overhyped, but yeah. You know, yeah. you want to know why you have to watch it because there is a raid series in Final Fantasy fourteen partially inspired by it. So there <laughs> you go. Then, there you go. I'll by Evangelion or Near? Uh, by Evangelion. Both, there, but, but there is okay. There is a raid inspired 
by Evangelion and other sort of like gun more so like it, it takes elements from a lot of those games. Um, and then there is oh yeah, there's one character in that storyline that's named Rex, and I'm like, oh why is this why is why is a guy named Rex in a story about giant robots? That's interesting. Um, but then there's also an alliance raid, which is entirely based off Nier. So you see like 2B, you can dress up like 2B. Um, you fight like near Atomica, like mobs. I, I don't know the extent of like how much it t- extrapolates from the game, which is why I'm downloading it. But yeah, there's there's a lot of inspiration from other games in there. I should it's, let you know, like if it's worthy of a Final Fantasy 14 reference, it's probably uh, worthy of checking out. You know? I may have to look into that. I will tell you this, though. The big reason I'm telling you to hold off on playing near Automata, even though it is a great game and even though you can play it and and be mostly okay is that the game is built off it's built on top of a giant spoiler from near replicant there is a there is a massive like big twist to near replicant uh that that automata sort of takes and runs with okay and and you're gonna miss out on that and all of the build-up to that if you if you skip ahead so like there's there are all these little you'll be fine you'll be able to enjoy automata just <laughs> fine but there's all this stuff that's going to resonate so much more if you play replicant it's first. like starting at metal gear and you're like oh no big boss is a bad guy shit i didn't know that when you start a snake eater <laughs> yeah kind of it's like starting yeah yeah it's like starting with mgs i was thinking about people who started on mgs5 or mgs3 i'm like am i that guy now like it's not bad being that guy, but I've never been that guy. Yeah, that's it, it. That's equatable. I mean, you'll be okay if you want to do it. It is a great game, and Replicant doesn't play anywhere near as smoothly. But if you want to get the full experience, uh, or at least a more complete one, play Replicant first. If you want to be, uh, you know, like hardcore about it, play Dragon Guards, uh, or at least watch ending E of Dragon Guard, and then go play Replicant. So, so Dragon Guard to set the tone, yeah. Replicant to give the context, and then the payoff comes through with yeah. uh, Atomina. Though you might like Replicant a lot, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, like Finger said, like you know, if it's it 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 got Final Fantasy XIV's attention, so now it, it has my attention. I did see you guys are talking about ARR. Like, is is that like a whole lot of? like grindy bullshit before you hit the expansions. Like I saw like a meme where it was like the uh, guy digging through the mines. You know what I'm saying? He like almost hits the diamonds. You know what I'm saying? And then there's the guy yeah, turning yeah. back. Yeah. It's not grindy. It's just the, the story's just, it's just mid. The story's mid and the quests aren't that interesting. And then like Heaven's Ward, it's like the fucking writing gets a million times better. The okay. voice acting quality and the voice direction goes up. It's like, it's like the game was being made on a shoestring budget and all of a sudden it just got a huge influx of money and talent. Um, like, Heaven's Ward is genuinely one of the best games I've ever played. It was so fucking good. So it, it just gets that much better versus the other one not being like... N- yeah, night, like night and day. It's night and day. ARR is like a seven, like a, a high six, it's a low a, seven, right? It's a five. It's, okay, it's, it's a six, high, high, a low six, a, a high five. And then you get to the, and then you get to the post. There's like a, a period between ARR and Heavensward that was like a transitionary period where they were getting out of let's fix this fucking game to let's actually produce content for this game. And it's definitely, it, it is the most obvious filler in the world. Like, 
there are quests where Sh- it's supposed to be ex- exposition, supposedly, but it's like instead of people using their link shells, they're like, hey, I need you to go across the country to talk, tell this guy this. And you go across <laughs> yeah. the country, you tell them this, and the yeah. guy's like, okay, well, tell them I said this. And then you go back to the other person, they said this, and then they're like, okay, well, let's meet up with this person and over here. And it's like, well, why didn't you guys just fucking meet up in the first place? The, the, um, there's, there's two There's two really egregious examples of it. And one of them, there's a character called Minfilia, and you don't have to care about her, but one of the, the quest literally says, oh, talk burn. to Minfilia. So you talk to her, and then it says, talk to Minfilia, and you have to talk to her outside the building. And then you talk to her, and then it says, talk to Minfilia. And then you have to go across the world and talk to her. And then you just teleport somewhere, right? And then talk yeah. to her. But it literally three quests back to back on which we talk to her. Could be solved with a phone call. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's another quest where it's like, go to the main city. S- recruit soldiers for the army. So you walk around the city, and they put these soldiers in like the worst possible places, the like really awkward positions to get to. And you do that in one of the main cities, and it's like you go to the next main city, and you're like, I know what you're about to do to me, game. It makes you recruit three people again, and then they're in the middle of fucking nowhere all around the city. Is it pretty much like the Zadordov missions at that point, or are you just having to... That's a great comparison. <laughs> okay. It I, does. I, I, will... I, I, I was going to throw my it, PC out the window. <laughs> it evokes the same energy as like sort of those filler missions to find Zordornov between like <laughs> Fuck. like beating the game and like the true ending. But like when you'll know when you get to the good shit because it, it like sucker punches you. Yeah, uh, which I got to watch like, happen to Apache. It was pretty fun. The, I will the say, reason people like, say a realm reborn is like the way the the reason days is like oh it's like a seven it's because there's so much in it that they pay off later in the later expansion like there's so many things in heaven's ward where it actually makes something in a realm reborn worthwhile or make sense like yeah. it's constantly it never That's cool. it never just forgets about a plot point which is something i fucking hate about star trek now is they'll bring something up and then a week later they're like oh what are you talking about i don't know about that thing like they just forget story points all the time Final Fantasy has never done that, not once. There's a part of the game, and Apache, I'm not going to say what it is, but I know that you know what I'm talking about. There's a part in the game where you have to, like, you get your hands on a very, very powerful artifact, and somebody's like, quick, throw it over this bridge, and like, you throw it over, and it's like, okay, well, this went into an ethereal plane of abyss of, of, of magic, but, like, what the fuck happened? That was kind of dumb. Like, shouldn't we have been smarter about that? And nobody really addresses it, right? And then, yeah. like, two patches later, like, that same artifact gets pulled back up, and it's becoming a problem now. And after you <laughs> solve the problem, um, like, one of the people, the guy who, like, yelled at you to throw it over the bridge is like, okay, maybe that wasn't the smartest idea. But yeah. it's little touches like that where... It distinguishes itself. Yeah. And I am like, uh, at the beginning of Heaven's Word, and I have one complaint about it so far. Uh, I don't like that they changed Alphanod's voice. <laughs> See, the That's thing is, right, Al- Al- Alphano original voice everyone gives him shit like the like everyone's like oh that voice actor was terrible no the character was bad the character was fucking dog shit in a realm reborn and then they wrote him way better they write him way better later and i'm not going to give any spoilers but he's a much more developed and well-written character the 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 budget for his writing went through the fucking roof and he also has a new voice actor. The new voice actor isn't good isn't sorry he isn't better he just has better material to work with yeah I just hate it's when like they Alpha- change voice actors, even if they are good or bad. I just don't like change. <laughs> no, well, you, honestly, you, you do get over it, and most of the voice actor changes were for the 
were for the best looking at you Kanye West um <laughs> Heaven's Ward is genuinely like I'm not an, I'm not a JRPG guy right I don't really care about JRPGs I don't really care about long ass story driven games um MMOs I play, I mean I played World of Warcraft I didn't play it for the story like I, I, oh, I, I paid for everything for but the story. the story um I love Heaven's Ward it's one, of the, it's one of the best games I have ever played. And it's weird to say that about an MMO. Um, just, yeah, just, yeah, just play it. It's so good. Uh, in, 20, in 21 days, I've played Final Fantasy for 11 days. <laughs> Jeez. And I haven't been AFKing in the game. I've been playing it. I, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so ill. I'm like, fuck, sick. I'm so ill right now. You're a machine. I don't know how you do this shit. Like Metal Gear Solid speed speedrunning is hard, right? It's not something you can do with long COVID to a great effect. It's not something you do for a long time. Final Fantasy fourteen is click to go place. Oh yeah, yeah. chill. Interesting it's a, it's story. It's a little less, yeah, just like uh, needy of of your input and stuff, so you can kind of kind of lay back a little bit. And well, this is a game that basic. lets you like, if you want to stop playing it for three months without consequences and then come back, you can. Like you're not yeah, yeah. like it, it, all, like the, the patch is out in Sweden and my friend is like he's like I, I like right now I'm at a point where like I'm waiting for my friends to catch up but I don't feel like I'm depriving myself of some sort of yeah. end game if I take a break while they're gone. Yeah, it's so chill. It's like you can be as chill or as hardcore as you want and the game adapts to it perfectly. Yeah, there's just this is if you want if you want like a ridiculously hard challenge, it's like go solo Palace of the Dead. One, you know, floors one to two hundred. Very few people have have even done it worldwide. You know, do the boosted character, do all the end game content. It it takes very little time to get geared enough to to even approach end game content. I think it takes like two weeks, and you're guaranteed to have enough gear for the end game content. If you just want to play for the story, literally anyone can do it, any skill level. I, I joked that you could play a DPS and do zero damage and do all of a Realm Reborn and other people would just would just do the damage and they wouldn't even notice that you're not throwing out attacks. Like you, you, It's just fun. A, anyone man. could finish that game. I hate MMOs and I, 14 is the first one genuinely that, that I know I've said this, but it like it genuinely grabbed me. It's actually fun for me. And I, I seriously cannot stand them. Fantasy Star Online is so mad at you right now. <laughs> it is. Look, PSO is not an MMO. You're right. I love it, You're but right. it's not. <laughs> PSO 2 yeah. is, and I quit playing that too. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I played uh, World of Warcraft for 15 years, and if World of Warcraft didn't, didn't um, just like kind of um, take take the player base for granted. Treat the player base like idiots and waste a lot of people's time. Uh, I'd still be playing it now, and I never would have played Final Fantasy fourteen. So I I really just want to say thanks to Blizzard for making the game shit because I never would have played this otherwise, <laughs> and I like it a lot. Now uh, they really just like got like lot. Horde and Alliance just like playing together now, right? Or you can just yeah, like thank swap God. Cross, sides cross, and shit. Cr cross faction for wow! Thank God I should have brought it out. You know when we were asking for it like five years ago. Um, because uh, you know everyone everyone plays Horde on WoW. I don't know if you know this, but everyone plays Horde, even people who want to be Alliance. Like most people, aesthetically want to play Alliance, right? They look better than the Horde, unless you're just like and you know you know some like 30, 40 year old neckbeard. You want to be an orc, right? But for most people, they want to play an Alliance character. They want to be human or night elf or whatever. Um, so over time, all the good players went and played on the Horde. So if you want to raid and do endgame content, you literally can't do it if you're Alliance because the Alliance suck at <laughs> raids and stuff. 
So everyone had to play on Horde, which made the factions really imbalanced. And so you had a situation where you either played on Horde if you want to do in-game content or suffer. Um, so now, with the cross-faction, people can roll Alliance and still raid on the Horde. But the, it, it's a good thing for the game. It's just like, this is five years too late, Blizzard. You yeah. know, um, people- <laughs> I wonder now if with the buyout and ultimately the change in corporate philosophy that's going to happen over the next, you know, however many years it takes to get through this. If I wonder what they're going to do, are they going to try and salvage World of Warcraft or are they going to be like, hey, we need a fresh start. Let's do World of Warcraft 2. I don't know what you call it. Honestly, I think you need an extension extension level event in that game to ever try and make it good again. Well, what do you mean um, I mean, by I'm, that? I, an extension level event is like when they took Final Fantasy 14 and made a Realm Reborn. Oh, just got rid okay, of the old I get game. what you mean. So like um, sort of a soft reboot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not really a soft reboot, right? They literally deleted the game and made a new reboot. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's the calamity, right? It's in, it's in the story. Um, that was so clever, it, by the way. Very, yeah, very. Because I didn't realize it at first, and Dave's obviously pointed out to me. She points out a lot of stuff in the story to me because I don't really know what's going on. Um, <laughs> that, that's my problem, though, not the games. Um, they, they, they like wrote it into the lore, and all the original players' names were in the credits, like. I'm not even saying that's the right decision for WoW. Like, who knows what they do with WoW? Are going to do with WoW? But to me, that's what they need to do to fix. They need to shake up. Yeah, Um, and I think with with Xbox, the the biggest thing is I think you'll get a WoW subscription with Game Pass, which will automatically bring a lot of players into the game. Oh God, I didn't even think of that. That would be. Uh, That's why I think they're going with it because WoW has a huge store with all kinds of microtransaction-y stuff. You can get boosts. you know, you can buy gold in the game, you can buy wild tokens, you can buy mounts, all, all kinds of stuff. So just getting people to play the game and then using the store to make money, I th- I, th- I think is going to be the way they go with it. Huh. Yeah. God, I, mean, I didn't the, even think of that. That would be, yeah, that's smart. That would be really smart. You'd bring in a lot of people just by the the virtue of having access for free. You know, a big barrier to WoW is having to pay a monthly subscription. Yeah, I think the the trial sucks as well because tri- the the WoW trial is like levels one to twenty. Um, it's like the worst Final fucking Fantasy. part of the game. Yeah, compared, it's just nothing. It's nothing of the game. You don't you don't get to see anything of the game with that. Whereas you know the uh, Final Fantasy trial is all of Heaven's Ward. Comes <laughs> like, a, it's a whole ass meme. Yeah, yeah. With no with no restrictions on time. It's up to it, level sixty. It's an insane <laughs> amount of content. It really is an ins- It's hundreds of hours. And uh, WoW's got, you know, you can... We are you can, selling this game. You can do dead mines. I mean, I, I was wondered why people were like little walk-in advertisements for the game, but then I played it and then I found out. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard for us to really talk about anything else outside of the topic bullet points because this is literally all we've been doing until Apache left for Sweden. <laughs> it would yeah, like, be like nice say, if Konami would give us something new to do. Yeah, yeah like, K- Kojima has a podcast, but we don't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's in Japanese. So. Yeah, we've got competition I now. mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! It's not even in English, is it? No, no, it's not. Kojima's radio verse is that what it, it's Hideo Kojima's radio verse? I do think we'll see, you know, tr- translated versions crop up. I really hope we do. Um, well, what he did I hope before, it's like the creative gene, but with music instead of books. That would be interesting. I would listen to that. It's it's like um, when they did the the KP report. Uh, there was like a Japanese side of it, you know, Hide Cast, I think is what it was called. 
Um, and then they had the KP alert or the Kojima Productions report in the US. So like there were two completely different podcasts. Uh, Kojima did one on one end and then Ryan Payton uh, and, and Kenny Maizumi and then later Sean Eyestone, I believe. Uh, I think Aki Saito was part of it, too. They they had like the English side of it and they were two completely different shows, you know. Um, so I'm wondering now that Kojima Productions is doing their own thing and they've got this this new podcast, if they're going to do something similar. I mean, like they're there's not really a huge American presence in Kojima Productions now, as I understand it. I mean, you've got, um, I mean, obviously there's people like Aki Saito who can speak English and they've got, a you know, English staff there. Um, like Jay Boer, who is their sort of internet, you know, Jay, Jay Boer is sort of the, um, I can't remember his exact title, but he's sort of the, uh, the Ryan Payton type Sean Eyestone ish figure where he's sort of doing like the international and in community management, right? Like he's the English, he's the, the, the voice to the Western side in, in some yeah. respects. Um, so maybe he, it, maybe if they do an English one, he will be the host of it. I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of, they've been God, you know, they have been quiet for so long now that I have no idea what to think. Honestly, the announcement of a podcast is the biggest thing they've done. I mean, they, you know, he said he's working on two games now, but that's, I mean, we, we assume he's doing game development. It's just a matter of what. We've got nothing to go on. <laughs> he's working on game and substance version of the game. Yeah, right. It's, I mean, I think we've, we've hit a point where like, you know, Death Stranding Director's Cut is 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 now going to be we have now reached a point where there is nothing new on the horizon and it's a waiting game. Konami's not doing anything. Kojima's not doing anything. We at least they haven't they haven't announced anything. Let me let me yeah, say that. They, they haven't announced things. anything. His his yeah. Twitter is mostly like, hey, look at me and Nicholas talking again today. All right. And then <laughs> hey, I'm wearing a mask to a Zoom call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like to see them do a horror game and some of he the doesn't even know what he's eating lunch or dinner like he's he's confused as shit right now. That's <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's living the life. I mean, we've got the book, we've got the director's cut and he says he's working on two games and some of the photos that he that he's posted of them doing certain tests. Yeah, doing um, experiments. Yeah, he keeps yeah kind of hinting. Yeah. There was one photo that looked like they were doing stuff in the dark, and I know it's a lot, you know, you can't really extrapolate a whole lot from the dark, but yeah. it would be nice if they were leaning back into something horror-related. Um, because I think that, you know, there's there's obviously a lot they could do there that would be really, really cool. I mean, we're still feeling the pain from PT, but if he did something, you know, original that was still, you know, in that same vein of horror. Uh, I would be down for that in a heartbeat. But he also went on a few uh, not not rants, but he was kind of talking about uh, Metal Gear for a while and being laughed at for having like a uh, anti-war, anti-nuclear game. Yeah, that's strange. I mean, it seems like such a non-controversial viewpoint, but maybe back then it wasn't. I wasn't I wasn't like culturally or politically aware enough to really have a beat on on what the the temperature there was but 
uh, I even saw people in the comments replying to him saying like, hey, you know, my country is is constantly under threat. If we had nuclear weapons, we wouldn't be. And like, I sympathize, but that's kind of missing the point. Yeah, wow. I, only, I honestly thought that was the most ice cold take of all time. <laughs> like, I didn't think that could have any yeah. controversy attached to it. Well, I guess it might be. I mean, devil's advocate, it might be different when you live there and you're yeah. under constant threat. But at the same time, like, you know. God, you can never really truly put yourself in someone else's shoes so you don't know what their life experience is like. But um, it's just in principle, uh, nuclear deterrence. Um, you know, using using nuclear weapons to 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 save yourself from being attacked with nuclear weapons. It's just a losing proposition. I mean, this is this is Metal Gear 101 here. Just uh, lucky enough, I guess, to not have to think about that or not. Like, I Boy, can't we even, sure do. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it's, I can't imagine what it's like living in, in Japan, for example, and, and having to occasionally hear, Oh, Hey, North Korea just launched another nuke over you. Yeah. Um, that's gotta be terrifying, but you know, we've, we've, we've been so far detached from that in the U S now, you know, we didn't grow up during the cold war. We, we've, we've been sort of sheltered from that, dynamic even though even though it's still very much still going on it's not a part of like our 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 cultural awareness yeah so can i throw in the duck and cover song in here right yeah yeah, yeah. if you've ever seen that video <laughs> apache yeah. i don't know if you have the duck and cover video duck and cover. be sure and remember what bert the turtle just did friends because every one of us must remember to do the same thing that's what this film is all about duck and cover only the one from south park okay they made it a, a a catchy little jingle yeah there's this old video about it's this old cold war period video about if the u.s comes under nuclear attack then what should you do and it was shown to like school kids and it said you know if 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 the you know if you see the flash duck and cover get under your desk and put your hands over your head and get down so that you can be safe <laughs> And like it's very obviously done to just try and make kids feel safer. Obviously, if a nuke goes off, you're toast. Yeah, the you're, South South Park make fun of it, right? They yeah. Have the episode where they have duck and cover, and it's for flowing lava. You know, like <laughs> just duck and cover, and the lava goes over you. So that that you know, I I only knew about South Park. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's in. referencing a real thing that's yeah. like. Well, they they nailed it basically, right? Like, yeah. The, yeah. The comparison is like one to one. Uh, but I mean, that's not a, a worry nowadays. You know, we've 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 gotten so far detached from that being a, a concern. I mean, we've we've got other social concerns. We're not really worried about nuclear war. <laughs> uh, Kojima's just worried about the metaverse and his tweet. He says tomorrow as we head into the metaverse, unfortunately, nuclear weapons still exist on this <laughs> God, I'm not sure what bothers me more. <laughs> you know, like the fact the fact that that we're not like the fact that people gave him crap for for trying to write something that's anti-nuclear or the fact that he thinks the metaverse is an example of progress <laughs> you know Jesus. no thank you kajima nft win yeah <laughs> <laughs>